thanks for tuning in to Crossover Conversations, a podcast tackling the struggles that teenagers face today. It is our goal to give students a sound, biblical perspective in order to help them navigate their way through life. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Crossover Conversations. Um, super excited about this episode. Uh, when we got to talking and thinking about like what we were going to talk about, we had a few kind of ideas in mind. Um, and then just through conversing with one another, kind of decided like this is where we needed to go. So what are we talking about this week? We're talking about the gift of friendship. The and this gift. isn't something that we have to twist your arm and be like, eat your broccoli. It's yeah. like everybody wants friends and everybody wants to know more about what real friends are. And so this is a good one. This is something that is probably going to feel like it goes by really fast because of yeah. how good it is. It's just a lot. There's a lot to talk about about this because like it's something that as we're going to talk about in the culture today is very misunderstood. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to look at like biblical friendship or true friendship, whichever one you hear, that's kind of going to be interchangeable, at least from my part. Yeah. Um, so the reason we're talking about this is because we're all made for relationships, but the truth is that relationships require work. No, exactly. Like that's, we all hate that that last word work it's supposed to feel easy and it's yes, supposed to feel supposed natural to easy, right and if it's uncomfortable then it can't be right yeah no <laughs> um we're gonna debunk all of those things because friendships do require work really every relationship you have requires work especially if it's going to be a meaningful relationship right the deeper and the more intimate you are with people the more you're going to uncover cracks and you're going to un- yeah you're going to be wounded but in the best ways yeah and that's going to make you grow um and so the reason we wanted to talk about this is because, like, especially in church culture today, we often, like, will overemphasize the importance of biblical friendship, right? We we emphasize so much about, you know, you need community and you need um, a group of friends that you can go to. And so we say all these things, and those are great, and you do need those things. But we don't do a good job of saying, like, why or how or what or answering any of those questions. So that's kind of the goal behind this one. And so before we get into it, I'm going to read uh, Proverbs 7, 17, 17, which says, A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for a difficult time. So really, the biblical version of friendship is that second part. A brother is born for a difficult time. And that's what we're going to be looking at. It seems like weird to say that that's what friendship is about, because we most of the time our friendship ideas are built upon like, us like on top of a mountain with a yeah. friend. Us like doing the coolest thing ever with with our best friend. We're laughing our faces off. Yeah. No one ever posts a picture of themselves with their best friend sobbing. Yeah. In a dark corner. Talking like, about the hard things. We only really post and share and tell about the victories. It's people. all about the highlight reel. Like, oh my gosh, there's me and my friend. Like we did this together. We're inseparable. Yeah. But then, yeah. like, whenever your friend is having a super super hard season like are you going to be there yeah are they going to be there for you you know yeah exactly so teenagers and really i would even say young adults and even really just people in general will often have like several different crowds or groups that they kind of associate with Mm -hmm. at various times in their lives right what does that look like in your life so me specifically um at least in the past like i would in high school for sure had my sports team, my play group, my, uh, and when I say play, I mean like the actual school play, not like 
play date. Mm-hmm. Uh, but our play, play friends, and then we'd have like church friends. And so we have these different groups that we're associated with. And then you go into college and you have like your club that you're in or your fraternity, your sorority. If you're on a sports team, you've got that group. And then you have like the people that you room with, all these different groups. And then even as you get older, you have the people you talk with at work, the people you talk with um, at home. Like if you're not with your wife or your Mm -hmm. husband or whatever, the people you talk with throughout the week. So you have these different groups. You're always surrounded by like different groups of people. Um, And so like while having these many different friends, it's easy sometimes to feel lonely. Yeah. Which doesn't like make sense to a surface, like at a surface level sense. Mm -hmm. Because you think, well, I've got all these different friends. But no one really knows. Exactly. But no one really knows me. And so no one kind of understands your Mm -hmm. struggles, your the things that you go through, your past, anything like that. Um, And so this kind of, this problem really all stems from a lack of how to be a true biblical friend. It's a lack of understanding in what a true friend is. Um, And so we're going to look at diving into fixing that problem, solving that problem, getting past like a surface level relationship, a surface level friendship. Yeah, I think that's super important because no one can make it alone. And we weren't made to, like you said, yeah. at the beginning of this. And, I mean, we're always going to be working on this and growing in this. We're all works in progress. And right. so we don't need to figure out how to be the perfect friend. And then when we finally feel like we're that person, try to be a friend. Like, yeah. we can be friends as we grow to learn how to love. We're all doing that every day. So, Don't be afraid to share life with someone in the midst of the ups and downs and in the midst of you learning how to receive love and give it. Um, The beauty of it is like going through it all together um, and walking on this path together, um, which reminds me of a analogy that you told me about earlier with Frodo and Sam from the Rings. Like their idea of friendship was definitely not smooth sailing. No, not at all. Like they for sure. I'm not going to spoil the movie or the book if you're not uh, a movie person. Um, but more or less like these two friends set off on this journey and they face like a lot of difficult times, <laughs> um, really fun. go through some hard things. And it's like at the end of the story, they really couldn't have done it without each other. And they realize that and realize how important one another is to the other person. And so that's a, a really, really, really cool, um, example of true friendship. Yeah. So how does one get to that point? Like, how would you go about getting to that point of friendship with someone? Well, I think it definitely takes time. You don't become like intimate best friends with someone in a day. Yeah. Or because, I mean, one of the beauties of friendship is shared experiences. Yeah. Like C.S. Lewis says, true friendship is born in the moment where you say, wait, what? Me too. I yeah. thought I was the only one. And whenever you share life and you share joys and you share um, experiences with people, that's whenever you start to build and you yeah. start to grow and you start to want to be together more um, and be able to encourage one another because you reveal yourself to one another. Yeah. So I'll just say it starts with, I mean, being intentional. Yeah, for sure. Um, true story. One of my best friends ever. Uh, we've been best friends since kindergarten. And the way we became best friends I think he was wearing a Star Wars shirt and I asked him, you like Star Wars? And he was like, yeah, do you? And I was like, yeah. And we became best friends and he was in my wedding and we still remain in contact today. And so 
uh, it is kind of cool to see how just that one question of what do you like? Do you like this? Mm -hmm. And just, you know, it's different for little kids, obviously, than it is for an adult. Yeah. But it's weird to see and it's cool to see looking back like how what started off as that's a cool shirt came into, hey, you're like my best friend. You're going to be my yeah. wedding. Um, and that all goes with being intentional and, you know, growing with and doing life with that person. So definitely being intentional, which requires time. Yeah. Um, you know, you like you said, friends, true friends don't come in a day. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, in terms of intentionality, intentionality, it's easy to say, like, I'm too busy or wait till I get done with this or, you know, let me be let it be more convenient. It's easy for us to base our friendships on our convenience yeah and that's not for sure yeah that's not really very intentional or loving truthfully yeah. um it's really cool to see how god is the one who gives us our friendships because most of my friendships i did not take the effort myself at the beginning to meet this person like god yeah. brought them into my life and then when i saw how special they were i was like i want this and so i had to work for it yeah but actually one of my best friends in the whole world her name is macy and we became friends because she got her finger cut off. Oh, wow. So one day we were at this campground and we knew each other. We had class together, but like she did not like me and I knew she didn't like me. And I was very intimidated by her because she's yeah. super like, will tell you how it is. And I was like, ah, she doesn't like me. Yeah. So we're up at the top of this thing and everyone else has already zip lined across the water. So it's just me and her and we're like pulling the zip line back and her finger gets caught in it and it comes off. Oh, wow. And so it's me and her at the top of this like tower and it's just us and her finger just fell off and we're she's screaming and I'm like, what do I do? How do you and handle so, that situation? So we run down the stairs and like I call 911 or something and then she's like, I want Grace to come to the hospital with me. And I was so surprised because yeah. she she knew that I knew what happened. Right. And I was there with her when it happened. So like I, we were not friends and I went with her to the hospital and the next week was church camp and I couldn't go. And I was the only one from my youth group that couldn't go. But now she couldn't go either because she got her finger cut off. Yeah. And so she ended up staying with me for the whole week and us two really got close through this random time where she got yeah. her finger cut off, which sucked. And she was, that week was not fun. Right. She did not have a great time, but it was God who worked it out for us to both be the only ones who couldn't yeah. go on this trip Absolutely. and for us to spend time together. And like now she is the person I talk to every single day. I have not seen her in months because she is married now. She lives far right, away. Yeah. But our friendship lasts through anything because of the time we put into it and just yeah. because of giving each other grace. But I love telling that story because it's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Whenever she got her finger off, that's how we became that's, best friends. That's the start of our friendship. You yeah. lost your finger and now we're best and I'm friends. Always, like, I will never forget that. But it definitely wasn't a fun time. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Um, but I'm sure like, again, that definitely required intentionality for it yeah. to last all these years. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think of Jesus, like if you look at the the gospels, you see time and time again, where Jesus does all these miracles. And then at the end of that, he would go back to his, like his 12 bros that he mm -hmm. was doing life with. And he would kind of debrief the day and talk about, you know, their struggles and, um, you know, what they're eating and all those different things. And like, that's being intentional. Mm -hmm. That's being intentional. It's, you know, giving up certain things in your life to go hang out with them. And um, especially like right now, if you're in high school, it's easy. Like friendships are easy. Yeah. You see people every single day. Yeah. 
you're in the same class with them all, all the time. You play the sports yeah. with them all the time. You go fishing with them all the time. And um, and it's just easy to have good friends in, in high school and even in college, too. Like you you move off to some place or you commute to some place and you see these people all the time. And if you are not commuting and you move into campus, you're living with them. And so you are yeah. surrounded by them all the time. So friendships are easy. It's not, you know, it's not difficult to be too intentional there because you're with them at all you're times. You're crossing paths. But yeah. I think uh, quarantine woke us all up to that in Absolutely. a rude way. <laughs> Absolutely. Because you go from living with someone and then you have to shut down. You get more or less kicked off a of campus mm -hmm. and you still have all these friends that you yeah. can't see. Well, like we were all like feeling very alone physically, but yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure we can always talk about friendships that lasted through that. And, but like, there's probably people that we thought were really close to. And then like, after we weren't randomly around them all around the time, them all the time yeah. we realized, I guess we really aren't that close maybe. Yeah. Which isn't a horrible thing. Like yeah, God gives us friendships thing. and sometimes they leave and sometimes like they aren't meant to be the people that yeah we are with and they're only for a season but it's interesting how like sometimes you realize that you're only friends with someone because you just happen to be yeah near them at the time yeah and then even like beyond college it's even harder yeah like it's hard in college because you do have all these classes and you have you know work and jobs and girlfriends and boyfriends and all that you know all these different things pulling for your attention so you do have to be intentional mm -hmm. but then outside of college it's like it's way different because you have a full-time job and Maybe you're married, maybe you're not, but you, you know, work all the time and you have church and you have like life that you're doing. And so it's hard because all your friends are doing life too. And so it's hard to kind of schedule things in. And it I literally last night was having a conversation with one of my friends from way back when, like we were, I've been friends with him since like fifth grade and he lives 15 minutes away from me and we haven't hung out since we've been here. Yeah. Um, and that's been like, we've been here for two years he's been out of school for two years and we've probably seen each other a total of two or three times and every single one of them has been when we were back home yeah when we lived 15 minutes away mm -hmm. um and so like it was just weird because we were talking last night how we do live 15 minutes away and like we've never gotten dinner we've never gotten lunch or anything like that and so you do have to be intentional and that's what true friendship requires is intentionality but it also requires you to be open um, be like be open and honest. So if I were to ask you the question, like, how are you? What's going to be more than likely your response? I'm doing good. Thanks. Yeah. Or, you know, I'm fine. How are yeah. you? And that is not true friendship. Yeah. Truthfully. Um, you know, we often will act and say things like we'll say that things are fine when in reality they aren't. Um, like I'm sure there are definitely times when you do say that and things are fine. Mm hmm. But more often than not, there's going to be something in your life that isn't necessarily fine. Maybe you got a bad grade or failed a test or you are in a fight with your significant other or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. and, but you say fine because you have to put on this mask and say like, oh, everything's great. You know, you can't show weakness and you can't be open with people. Mm -hmm. The other day, uh, my roommate is my best friend and it's really cool to get to live with her. But the other day she could tell something was wrong but i was trying to Ooh, like that's a true friend act like something yeah. wasn't wrong because i was like i don't want to talk about it and i I knew she was going to tell me something i didn't want to hear like mm -hmm. i knew that i was being petty so yeah. i was like if i tell her what's wrong she's gonna call she's me. gonna call me out and she's i don't want to i don't like, want to be called out she's gonna be like that's not a reason to be mad. like stop so, being dumb so i was trying to act like i was fine because i didn't want her to see and she could tell and i was like it's nothing and she's like grace and i, was I like, know you 
okay, this is what happened. And I told her, and she was like, oh, okay, so how do you think, like, what makes you think that that's, like, a reason for you to be mad or something? Yeah. Or she she was like, oh, so you're trying to, like, fix this by yourself even though it's not a problem that just has to do with you. And I was yeah. like, dang. And she was like. Word. She was like, you, Grace, like, that's never going to happen if you just try to fix it yourself like you need to be honest and you need to talk to yeah him. and i was like i don't want to talk about it da, 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 da. yeah and i appreciate her because i ended up taking her advice and it was super helpful and right like, yeah if i would have done what i wanted to do and what was comfortable it would have caused a lot of ripples so. yeah absolutely um so we often like feel like we have to put up this this guard and say i can't be open i can't tell you how i feel because that's it shows weakness mm. Um, mm. and like letting the guards down so that um, honesty can prevail in conversation is a key that truthfully most relationships lack. Yeah. Like most people don't are not going to be open to say, hey, I struggle with this mm-hmm. or this is the problem I'm facing. This is the struggle I'm in right now. Um, the other day I was I went to eat lunch with a friend of mine. And we were at their house or whatever, and I was very tired, like very, very tired. And I don't really know why, um, but we had dinner and uh, my wife and I, we left the next day or I think it was that same day. We stayed and ate lunch and took it out there and then left or something like that. And um, when we were on the way home, Lane, my wife asked me like, is something wrong? Are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm just really tired. And um, she said, well, her and the wife that we were eating with talked about it. I was like, is he okay? Like, is Michael okay? And, uh, they didn't know anything. And so then the husband who I'm really good friends with came and talked to me. I was like, Hey, are you, were you okay the other day? Like you seemed off. I was like, yeah, I was fine. I'm just really tired. And so, um, even that is just someone who's going to notice like something's off. Maybe it's not a problem. Maybe it is. Mm-hmm. You're just tired, but so having someone there that's going to be like, Hey, what's going on? Yeah. You know, Makes you feel known and, yeah. And, because everybody wants to be known. It draws it out of you. Because yeah. no one wants to just like feel like they're forcing you to listen to their problems. Right, yeah. So one way to be a good friend is to simply like ask and be persistent and continue to like dig and open up, you know, ha- help people to feel comfortable. Yeah. Um, because you they know that they're going to receive grace from you. Yeah. It's all, it all boils down to trust, really. Mm-hmm. Um, like if Yeah, exactly. If you... Are re- like if you're a true friend with someone and you would call them your friend, but you don't trust them, then they're not really your friend. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't have a friend that you don't trust. Yeah, they're more of an acquaint an acquaintance. Yeah. Um, Galatians six two says, "Carry one another's burdens. In this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ." So that's what being a true friend is. It's bearing one another's burdens, but you can't do that if you're not trusting that person. Yeah. Or if they're not trusting you, so you have to be open to someone else saying hey, this is what I'm struggling with. But you also have to be open enough to say, hey, here's my problem. Yeah. Um, I heard this thing today, and it was talking about how even Jesus accepted help carrying his cross. Yeah, that's Which huge. is crazy because the huge. God of the universe, like, I'm pretty sure Jesus couldn't make it up to Calvary without anybody's help because right. he's Jesus. But he, like, received help from Simon who carried the cross for him. Yeah. And that is crazy because I cannot tell you somebody who wants to carry their own cross more than I do. I do not want anybody carrying yeah. my mess with me. If something's broke, I don't want you to help me fix it because I don't want to owe you. Yeah. But friendship, I heard this thing in this, I was in a cultural class and we we're talking about cultures. And in one culture we we're learning about, it was 
rude of someone to try to pay back a debt in full to someone because it meant I'm closing off this yeah this gap that we have because like leaving a debt to someone and staying staying like in this thing of I owe you with someone was a way of like oh well that means I'll get to talk to you about it later yeah like you're always leaving room for more yeah and so it's like in that culture there's no fear of like oh no they're gonna hate me because I owe them I owe them time or I owe them affection or I owe them like a friendship but in our culture we don't want to have anybody expecting anything of us yeah we want to be free and independent and that kind of ruins sometimes the way we were made to depend on other people Mm -hmm. and i think that goes even with um first corinthians 13 where it says you know love you know keeps no record of wrongs and uh true friendship based should be based in love which goes along with the great commandment love god and love people so if we're truly going to love people then we're not going to be like you can only be my friend if you pay me back. Yeah. Or, you know, I owe you, you owe me. It's not going to be a given, uh, you know, a, a tick for tack kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but to that same point, like in order to uh, have a good friend, you must first be a good friend. Yeah. So you have to be open and honest and being intentional and letting your guard down so that others will in turn be the same for you. Um, I heard someone say the other day, like, People want to know that they're trusted, know that they're heard before they're going to open up. Mm-hmm. Like they want to know that what they say is going to stay where they, where it is before they're going to say anything. Yeah. So you have to gain someone's trust before they're going to be like, hey, let's talk. Let's have coffee and, and let's talk about, you know, this this problem that I'm having. Yeah. And whenever it gets hard to be a true friend, like we're not blind and we're not at a loss of how to do this because Jesus tells us that he is our friend and he models to us what friendship looks like because Jesus wasn't in a romantic relationship. Right. So the love we do get to see that he has is friendship. Love is this love of just these platonic relationships. But in John 15, when he talks about the vine and the branches um, and how we have to abide in him, he also says, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. So that's huge. But greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant doesn't know what his master is doing. But I've called you friends, for all that I've heard from my father I've made known to you. So Jesus says, like, you're not, I'm not your boss and you're not my employee. We're friends. I've told you everything about myself. I've told you everything that the father has planned for you. I've made it known to you. So that's one thing that we see in friendship is being known and knowing others. Yeah. And then he also says, what's the greatest thing you can do as a friend? Lay down your life. Yeah. Not be a cheerleader, not like support them in every single endeavor that they ever have. It's right. let go of yourself in your own way to find a way together. Yeah. And that is beautiful because that's from Jesus himself. Yeah, that's huge. And he, we saw him live it out. We saw him lay down exactly, his life for yeah. us. Literally, he did. Um, and that's the call that we're all called to. Um, but then also true friendship kind of uh, has to be one of respect and forgiveness. Mm. Um, like Grace kind of mentioned earlier, we have to respect one another enough to say, hey, you're kind of being dumb and you need to stop. Yeah. Like I'm calling you out all out of love because what you're doing is wrong. Yeah. Like you have to respect someone enough to show them I'm going to love you regardless of what you're doing, but I'm going to love you enough to call you out on it. Well, if we didn't care, then we would just leave the friendship. Exactly. But if we cared, then we're going to try to make it work 
and try to right. help our friend to not get stuck in this place. Yeah, I mean, like a, a parent's not going to let their child continually touch the hot oven. Like mm-hmm. They're not going to do that because they love them enough to say, you need to stop doing that. Mm-hmm. Especially if our friends have learned from their own experiences. Like, it, one of the things, like, if you're talking to friends about relationships and you've been there, it's like, I'm telling you this because I got hurt so yeah. badly and I want you. I want you to not follow yeah. what I did, not fall into the same thing yeah. I did. Um, but then also forgiveness. Uh, mm-hmm. We've talked, you know, respect, intentionality, let your guard down, but also forgiveness is huge. Um, because as you do life with someone, you're going to have conflicts. You're going to have things where you short. struggle with. Yeah. Um, you know, just like with any relationship, any like, brother sister relationship you love them you'll do anything for them but there are times where you're like i want to punch you in the face yeah because you're being dumb and i don't like you right now yeah um so there's going to be times where you have to forgive one another um and the opportunity to practice forgiveness helps us understand how forgiveness is really the key to freedom Mm -hmm. because you can't live in freedom if you're not forgiving others amen that is huge um and the truth is like no one is capable of satisfying every expectation that you have. Yeah, they weren't meant to either. Exactly. So ultimately, we're all broken in one way or another and have expectations that reflect that brokenness. Yeah. So everyone we do life with at some point will let you down yeah, because they're not perfect and neither are you. In the midst of being broken with other people. And I remember one of the sweetest things, one of my friends one time, I was just having a really hard time and she came and sat by me and I was like, I just feel so broken. And she's like, and it's okay to be broken. And that yeah. was huge for me because I was like, wait, you're not going to tell me all the things I need to do to change? Yeah. Which we see in Job. When Job is having, right. Job has lost everything, everything, everything. Like there is nothing left. Yeah. And his friends come and they tell him, well, it's probably because you did this wrong. Yeah, you it's had probably, all these problems. Yeah, and instead of just sitting there with him, and we realize through the story of Job that what a good friend does is just remain. Yeah. Is just be there. And we've all probably experienced the comfort of someone just being present, even though there's nothing they can actually do to fix the problem. Yeah. And sometimes the best thing to do is honestly just listen. Yeah. Like, I, I know I'm guilty of this. Like, if I know someone is struggling, it's so easy to say, here's your next step. Here's what you got to yeah. do. Here's how you fix it. When in reality, they don't want to hear that, nor do they probably need to hear that. What they need you to do is just be there. Yeah, so they know they're not alone. Yeah. True friends go through the the struggle with their friend. They don't try to fix the problem. Because the only one who can fix the problem is Jesus. Exactly. Which in Luke 5, we see um, a group of friends carry their paralyzed friend on a mat, and they lower him through the roof to give him to Jesus yeah. because they'll do whatever it takes to help their friend, but they know that helping their friend is something that they don't have the power to yeah, do. That they can't do themselves. And so they bring their friend to Jesus. And so I think one of the greatest things we can do is lead our friends to the Lord in the ups and downs of life. Whenever they are celebrating a victory, like praise the Lord. Whenever yeah. they're struggling, like let's bring it to the Lord because we know that he has the answer. Yeah. He is the answer. It's often easy to, to like be friends with someone when things are good. Mm. But the true test of friendship is when things get bad. Yeah. Like when the struggle happens, when the storm comes, that's when you'll see who your true friends are. If they're going to really remain with you and go with you through that problem, yeah, that's who you need to count on. That's who you need to go to. If they look good and everybody's applauding them because they did something amazing, you're like, oh, I know them. That's my friend. Yeah, exactly. Like what if they're embarrassed and what if everyone is canceling them? And yeah. Are you going like, to stick with them then? Um, uh, them. Are you going to stand beside them or are you going to do what makes you look yeah. good? Yeah, that's true friendship. And I think we see this in the um, in the Bible in David and Jonathan's friendship in the yeah. Old Testament. Um, so you can kind of see a glimpse of that in 
1 Samuel 18. I'm going to read a couple of verses. Um, 18.1 says, As soon as he had finished speaking uh, to Saul, the, the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David. And Jonathan looked him, loved him as his own soul. And Saul took him that day and would not let him return to his father. Then Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him as his own soul. So these two people, they, these two basically brothers, um, love one another so much. And as you see later on, as you kind of read the rest of the story, Jonathan's dad, King Saul, eventually tries to kill David. Um, but Jonathan comes to David and he says, my dad is wrong. I'm going to love you. And I'm going to care for you. And I'm going to protect you. I'm going to give you these clothes. I'm going to give you these weapons and I'm going to, you know, make sure you're provided for. And that's true friendship. Like it could have been easy for Jonathan to turn to Saul and be like, there he is. He's right there. Yeah, Kill because, him. Get rid of him. Because that would have made Jonathan king. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But Jonathan turned to David and said, this is wrong. We're going to, I'm going to love you through this. We're going to get through this together. Mm -hmm. And that's true friendship going through one and going through the trials with one another, being intentional about spending that time together. Um, and I think our verse of the week this week, uh, speaks to that. And that is Proverbs 27, 17, which says as iron sharpens iron and one person sharpens another. So throughout the struggles of life, true friends are going to stick there with you and they're going to go through this problem and they're going to help you through it which ultimately is going to sharpen you. Yeah. And that's huge. All right, guys, that's all we really have time for this week. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and make sure you listen to next week's episode, which will be live at Tuesday at eight. So we'll see you next week until then stay safe and God bless.